0: Hear about these homes on a current affair that have had a mouse plague, have junk scattered around the yard, and years upon years of filth climbing up the walls. And there is always a time that comes when that property needs to be sold. Today, we're going to find out where you can turn when the packing and cleaning gets all too much.
1: You're listening to Real Estate Bright. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host
0: is Sue Langder. Real Copyright brings the right buyers to your door. We can write properties through FaceTime inspections with vendors, through photos and floor plans, through development plans and spec sheets as well as inspect properties in person we can write copy using the latest technology to get your properties online when you need it most go to www.realcopyright.com.au to find out more with over 20 years experience in helping people with cleaning up homes that have been affected by hoarding deceased estates and those who just want to declutter to feel a weight lifted off their shoulders. Preece's Pull, the owner of The Junk Man, is here today to explain where to turn when the packing and cleaning gets too much. Welcome, Presses. How are you today?
1: Very well, thank you.
0: That's good. Now, what got you interested in helping people with the side of rubbish removal that deals with hoarding issues and deceased estates?
1: Um, we had a previous, we were in manufacturing a number of years ago and um, decided to change businesses, yeah. um, did a bit of research, then saw that there was quite a need, a growing need, um, for people with issues like this, um, and yeah, took a plunge and, um, invested a little bit of money and off we went and it's grown, um, substantially every year since. So oh, wow. demand is growing too. So I'm sure, so,
0: um, yeah, cause we are a bit of a throwaway society, aren't we? A, you know, materialistic society, aren't we?
1: Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, our previous business was print and advertising. So, um, you know, the whole system's geared to make you feel like you need something yes. or need these things. Um, that's just the way advertising is designed. Uh, when yes. We don't really need all that much to really, no. but they make you feel like you need it um, or they price it um, in a way that um, makes you think, oh, it's cheap, so I'll buy it. So
0: mm.
1: people just tend to buy things without having to really need them. So common thread yeah. throughout society.
0: I'm sure it is. Um, Now, how many people have you got working for you?
1: Um, It varies. We um, probably up to five or six. um, And we would normally, depending on the workload, um, we could split them into two teams. Yeah. Um, For larger jobs, um, we'd have the whole crew um, focused on one job, depending on the type of jobs it is. So we sort of juggle a bit um, just depending on the workload.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Yes, it's um, it's good to have a few people on board, and, and I think from reading your website, uh, you're very particular in in how you deal with these things. So it's 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 yeah. dealing with the the sympathy, the uh, the psychological problems as well.
1: Yeah, yes. and look, we also we also have a couple of um, females of, as well um, that we bring on. There may be um, situations where a female may have had a problem with the male at some point in her life um, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and she gets a bit anxious because there's men in her home. Um, mm-hmm. So in a scenario like that, um, we would bring a female or two along yeah. um, just to appease them, to make them feel a bit more comfortable while we're just going about our business as well. So um, we try to be very tactful in the way we deal with all people.
0: Yeah. You've got to think of everything, don't you? You,
1: you learn as you go. And yes. you adjust your business model. Uh, yeah. Because I pretty much jumped into this with not much experience at all besides a bit of buying and selling like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you just adjust your model as you go along um, yeah. and needs, yeah, on a needs basis. Yes.
0: Now, getting into the questions, explain to us who usually contacts you to get help when a house is beyond normal live conditions or standards?
1: Um, look, That obviously varies. Real estate agents, um, obviously when they do inspections, they want to make sure that the house is livable and safe. Um, Family members um, are generally uh, the go-to people, I think, Mm -hmm. when they're very concerned about um, whether it's their parents or siblings or whatever the case may be. Um, We do a lot of government work as well. So support workers um, and also um, Department of Housing, um, we do a bit of work with them as well. So could be yeah, pretty much anyone, and occasionally maybe the legal uh, representative. Um, but yeah, that's generally more for deceased estates and um, and that that nature.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Do owners who have got their properties to this, you know, undesirable state, struggle psychologically with the touch with you touching their belongings and putting their things into a skip? Uh,
1: in most cases, I'd probably have to answer yes to that. Yeah. Um, and again, we we try to be really tactful um, when we take on a job. Um, personally, I like to go and uh, meet with the individual. Um, yeah. I try to appease them um, and just to um, get a bit of a feel how they are emotionally. Um, and look, at the end of the day, most of the time, we would prefer them not to be in the home um, mm. when we're doing the job. Sometimes that's not possible, but 90% of the time... Um, they are removed from the home one way or another. Um, Something like extreme cases, it could be even by legal means. Yes. Um, but it all you know, it comes back down to safety as well. So, okay. um, but what we try to do, we try to appease them and we try to focus on the positives, improving their lives, improving their house, being able to have visitors in the home um, and just point out those sort of things just to make them feel a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable and, okay. um, and we do encourage them to uh, perhaps go through the home and pick out any sentimental things that they may um, be attached to, um, yes. which is also good. And then we also, you know, we put a couple of boxes aside, a couple of crates aside, um, and anything that we find that we think may be of value, um, whether it be photos, whether it be any jewellery or anything like that, um, we just keep that aside for them to go through at their own convenience. So, yeah, nice. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess there's a whole heap of those sort of reality TV shows which sort of um, on hoarding and you know, houses that you see that you think, um, like, I guess family members and those who haven't been through that process before can sort of reflect on to understand where you come from to have a bit more peace of mind. Would that be fair?
1: Yeah, look, to be honest, I've never actually watched one of those shows. Haven't Believe you? Not. No, <laughs> because I see it all day. So I don't want yeah. to come home and see it again.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I have the same thing. <laughs> Most of it. I don't watch many of those real yeah. estate shows because it's, yeah, but, you know, that's like a panel
1: is, It's like a panel yeah. beater working on cars all day, then has to go home and work on his own car. You know, probably not going to yeah. do it. That's why they're driving day. Yeah. Yeah. Look, when the, I think they've sort of dramatized a little bit, those shows. Oh, they um, probably um, are. <laughs> Once you get in there, and it's, it's a little bit different. Um, sometimes it can be really overwhelming. Um, there might be squalor involved yeah. as well. Um, there might be insects and rodents and yeah. um, even like pet um, species, excrement everywhere um, and things <laughs> like that. So, yeah, there's different degrees. There's some that are clean orders and then you get to the other side, which becomes a um, hoarder with squalor attached to it as well.
0: Yeah. I must. Admit, I went to a house recently where the um, man had been there since he was three years old, and he was uh, ninety-three now, and never married. Only it was only his mum and dad and himself had lived in this house. He was an academic. Uh, you could almost think a beautiful mind, uh, Russell Crowe show, um, mathematician. The uh, house was full of books and and paperwork but the house didn't smell it was just like when I'm saying full we're talking uh the piano was used as a bookshelf um you know (laughs) the floors you Mm. know were full of of stuff everywhere and it was horrendous it was the house it was still in 1930s it was an art deco home and, and he hadn't changed the kitchen he hadn't changed the bathroom it was still in its original state but it was well preserved and, um, he looked after it, except there was books and paper everywhere. Like you, if, if a fire took over, he would have been (laughs) gone. But, um, yeah, so the family were trying to sort out what was worth keeping and what wasn't, which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, how particular are you in terms of working out what types of things are worth keeping, worth selling and worth sending to charity before putting them into the skip?
1: Um, we're fairly particular because the thing is you have to pick up every single item of the, in the home anyway. Yeah. So, um, and that's something we really point out um, to the individual um, when we're assessing the home. Um, in that it's not all just going to go to the tip. There are some businesses that do that. They just come in and throw everything to the tip. Yeah, um, We try not to do that. We try to be very respectful um, because we know that they've either worked, purchased, or have an attachment to a lot of the things in the home. Um, so we try to appease them um, with the fact that we're going to send a lot of the stuff to charity. Some yeah. of the stuff we may sell um, when we, when we uh, assess the home, again, there might be items of value in there which will offset any costs. Um, So Mm. we work a little bit differently to others. So instead of throwing everything out, we'll divide things up, um, things that we think that we can sell, things that we don't particularly want to sell, we can give to charity that are still good. um, And they can sell it and we use animal shelters um, Mm. and they can use the proceeds to rehome animals and adoption and things like that. So it's a good cause. And most people are quite happy for um, us to use those types of charities rather than the mainstream ones, if you like, as well.
0: Yeah, and I guess you can use things like blankets and towels and old towels and stuff like that. They can go to the animal shelters as well. Oh, they love
1: that sort of stuff, yeah. Oh, they then do. It, um, even the clothing, that, like um, the one um, down in South Dandenong, they've got a little op shop there where they sell all this stuff. They can't really deal with furniture and stuff, but they deal more with mm. um, just bric-a-brac and clothing and bits and pieces and things like that. Um, and they do really well, and you can do a tour down there and see um, where the money goes. Um, yeah. And, yeah, quite a good setup nice. so, yeah, yeah
0: cool so you talked about things like photos and um locate how about important documents like do you put them in your little crates yes definitely
1: you, yeah, definitely um a lot of the time you may find like older copies of wills and um you know old black and white photos from sometimes even like the late um 1800s even um, but yeah, you just keep all that aside, um, and then they can go through those things at their own convenience. And, and then it's up to them where they want to dispose of them or keep them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You've given them that chance, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but sometimes so- we're going through, we're going that fast that sometimes, you know, things might get skipped. But like I said before, you have to pick up everything anyway. So yeah. um, it's just the guys are well trained as to what to look out for. Um, mm. And yeah. And, and people appreciate that when they've, you find things, because sometimes when the houses are, full of stuff they don't even know where things are and they've forgotten about a particular photo or a particular piece of jewelry or whatever the case may be oh i never i forgot about that i haven't seen that for 30 years and (laughs) and that brings a little bit of joy to them as well so yeah
0: nice yeah um i was gonna say like you know you wouldn't be keeping that water bill from you know 1994 would you you'd be throwing that out
1: people do People
0: but, do. I know people do. Yeah. <laughs> I've
1: got another yeah, one. Some, <laughs> some people that are uh, that maybe had a, like a secretarial background yeah. um, or, or an engineering background, um, those types of people are very methodical and yeah. they keep every little document from 1935. Um, um, and some of them are just like obviously obsessive compulsive disorder, I guess you could classify it as. That will yeah. all be stacked up and, and banded. Um, And really looked after and sorted like, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you could easily find anything um, Mm. the way some people do things. But, um, yeah, I'm impressed when I see those sort of things. So yeah. I hate it if someone comes into my office and decides they want to tidy up a little bit. Because oh. that will just—that's just chaos for me. Yeah. I'll never find anything because I know where everything is. I know I've got what I've got in that pile and that pile and that pile. Yeah. And then when I get around to it, once a year, I decide to go and file everything away. Yeah, um, that's just—I have my own little way of working, like yeah. everyone else does. Everyone does. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's very funny. how we all are different. It
0: is. We are all very different. Now, back to the questions. What's the worst you've seen when it comes to hoarding?
1: Um, the worst homes i think i could probably uh describe two homes um they were very similar both were single ladies yes Um, one was probably in their 80s the other one was probably 75 Mm -hmm. um both had double story homes uh i could not work out where they slept yeah Uh, it was that bad um you could not get into rooms like you couldn't open doors um in one of them the kitchen was sort of semi-usable the other one, the kitchen was unable to be used. You couldn't open the fridge door. You couldn't open any cupboards. You couldn't cook. Yeah. So I've just guessed that she must have been living on takeaway. Yeah. Um, these places were full to the, to the ceiling.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, of just bags. And, bags and, just and both bags. were very similar. And we did both jobs actually were within three months of each other, these two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them had... Uh, she was fairly well off. I think she had like a, she was involved in Tupperware or Amway and things right. like that at some point. The other uh, one, maybe not so well off, but still did manage to accumulate a huge amount of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And the amount of time it took to clear them because they were double story. You lose a lot of time going up and down the stairs. Yeah. Um, jobs like that. We have to split because it just becomes, it wears you out. We have yeah. to split them up. So do maybe a block of two or three days. Do for another two days, do some another job, and then come back to it, Um, because just yeah wears you down too much. It's just overwhelming even for us. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Yeah, imagine. Yeah, they were uh, really extreme.
0: Yeah, I I think the worst I've seen a house is um, you could see that they were hoarding because there was lots of papers and stuff still like it was vacant, but they there was still like a layer of papers that they just hadn't quite finished cleaning off yet. Um, but the floorboards were so rotted that the kitchen cabinets were sitting in the dirt.
1: Mm, I can understand that. Yeah. One of those homes, actually, the kitchen, um, it was very damp. Like, it was tiled. Yeah. Uh, but it was so damp that when the guy started lifting um, the rubbish away, there was clothing and all sorts. It was really, really moist. Mm. Um a huge nest of redbacks were disturbed, and I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating. There must have been about forty or fifty redbacks. It just started to scatter everywhere, and I hear all these, yeah, oh, people just different descriptions um, yeah. in the vocab
0: yeah. coming <laughs> out. Um,
1: and I just told them, leave it alone, just leave it alone. And we had to go and get some fly spray and yeah. insect spray, and just spray the whole lot to get rid of them because there was there was, and this yeah. is in the kitchen. It yeah, it was, um, it actually made you really sad. Yeah, it was really sad, actually, when you sort of thought about that a little old lady um, was living in such a way.
0: Yeah, it is a shame. Now, we're going to have a short break and come back with more from Presser's Pool from The Junkman to talk to us about the logistics of cleaning up a home that's been subjected to hoarding or is the end of the line as a deceased estate. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking about the sensitive topic of where to turn to when the packing and cleaning gets all too much, with presses pull from the junkman. Now, presses, once you remove the excess rubbish, is it often you find structural or building damage to the property?
1: Um, in some cases, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, especially where it's uh, squalor um, is involved and yeah. um, damp, things have become damp over many, many years. Yeah. Um, that could cause damage to the flooring to the to the plaster yeah. um, but if it's dry hoarding like just boxes and boxes of stuff mm. or bags of um, clothing and things like that, sometimes no um, mm. but yeah, sometimes yes, that can be a an issue that wasn't sort of visible at first, but once you yeah. pull everything away then it becomes uh, quite visible
0: yeah uh, but, yeah, but you'd sort of have a bit of a smell, wouldn't you when you come in if it was yeah. damp.
1: It look, de- depends. There are There's yeah. a variety of different smells that you become familiar with. Mm. Um, and sometimes it is hard to to note. You might go into a home. There was one that we did a couple of weeks ago, and it was probably about five out of 10 um, smell-wise. But And you would have almost thought that there would have been damage to the home, but there wasn't. Um, yeah. Just the floors were protected by lino and um, things like that, so like liquids and... Um, Things of that nature can't penetrate into the floorboards. So, yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah sometimes the smell doesn't give it away. Might be a um, a hint. There may be something there, but without actually pulling everything out, um, yeah, it's hard to see sometimes.
0: Yeah, I um I went to a property once in Caulfield South, and the uh, owner was the grandparents, but the tenants was actually, were actually the grandkids, and they left a cat in a room for pretty much the last 12 months hadn't let that cat leave that room. And Mm. it got to the point where it, like, the wee and the faces and the cat food and the the smell was just horrendous. Apparently it cost them two and a half grand to get the bio cleaners out to clean that one room.
1: Mm. Um, We did a house similar to that um, about uh, six weeks ago. Yeah. Whereas there was one bedroom upstairs, this lady had about, I couldn't put a number on the cats when I went to view the home. Um, she was in hospital at the time. Her daughter engaged our services. Yeah. Um, there must have been thirty cats outside, and they were all oh, placid. Man. They were all around my legs, and like I'm yeah. a cat lover. Um, but one bedroom was dedicated was a was basically a kitty litter. Yeah, uh, and all the cats were just going there and do their biz. Um, and that was a very average. And that I don't know how many years it's been going on for but yeah it would have been a considerable amount of time um yeah. i would say at least four or five years of kitty litter and you know pee mm. um in that particular room and that just permeated through the whole house
0: oh i can imagine um,
1: yeah it was awful that one um, yeah you'd
0: be happy to you know the legislation is making us wear masks for that one <laughs> yeah
1: definitely oh, and, yeah and that's the very least of it you know the cover all come on and um yeah it's uh yeah, so fortunately these days I don't personally get involved in too much of that side of things. No, um, but yeah, uh, yeah the guys do let me know when uh, things are pretty average. So oh, I'm sure they would. All part and parcel of the job, so it's got to be done. It's got to be done. So
0: yeah. So you know, when it comes to that, do you also provide a cleaning service that is at that level, or do you need to get the um, the bio cleaners in yourself?
1: Yeah, look, in a lot of cases we will do um, a clean. Um, if if it's a very serious um, matter um, Mm -hmm. bio clean would be the way to go Um, if someone's passed away in the house Mm -hmm. um, in that particular case definitely you need bios Um, but just for the general cleaning sort of things we do do that and we have a couple of other guys that we use as well depending on our workload if we can fit it in we'll do it while we're there Um, and yeah, if we need it, we'll just call on others to do the um, the really hard stuff. So
0: yeah, yes, it's a very particular person who can do that sort of stuff, isn't it?
1: It is, um, and yeah, I don't want to get too graphic, but you know, okay. if someone's passed away in a house and that it hasn't been um, uh, found for some time, um, mm. yeah, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Um, it can oh, be okay. a tough, yeah. So there's emotions involved as well as just are human beings. We love other yeah. people, um, as well. And that can be a bit tough to deal with sometimes as well, but mm-hmm. we've got to do it. Um, and you always try to be positive. You just sort of think, okay, what's happened has happened. And we have just got to be positive and, um, try to make a, a better outcome, um, for the owners of the home. So help yeah. them deal with that a little bit better.
0: Just a question, um, slightly out of context, but, um, I believe the police/slash coroner takes a body away. However, any remnants are usually left to the family to deal with. So they either get professional cleaners in, or they have to clean up themselves. So they generally,
1: yeah, they generally wouldn't clean it themselves. Um, well, that's what I found anyway. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, look, sometimes. Um, it's yeah, it's, a, it's a difficult one. Um, mm. Again, I don't want to be graphic, but there is evidence that someone has passed away, um, mm. especially after a few weeks. Um, and the owner in the home is overwhelming. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's very, very strong. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we've had to work in houses like that. Um, oh, Yeah, obviously yeah. because the home couldn't be cleaned because of the stuff that's in the house, um, because of H and S and things like that as well, so yeah, um, yeah. So the house has to be cleared, so you have to deal with that, um, yeah. and that odor just permeates all your clothing, and um, you know, even the truck, the tipper trucks that we have, um, you know, even after a couple of days, you can still smell, um, even though the stuff's all emptied out. It, yeah, and, and the, the it's back still of the of all steel; it's still there. And modern ape, it's just mental. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah or not, but, but, yeah. but yeah it takes a few days or a couple of weeks before that sort of wears off and, mm. you
0: know,
1: that right. does, that's not a that's not a that those sort of cases are quite sad um, I mean that you know a person's passed away in their home and that you know, I think loneliness is a bit of a factor because people oh, aren't being yeah. checked on and you know, they're lonely people and maybe they've become reclusive or whatever the situation um, but it's it's not often you find that situation um mm. Because usually when people are ill or whatever the case may be, they have a plenty of support from their family and, and things like that and social workers. Um, but they do slip through the, the, you know, the oh, cracks. Do. Yeah. definitely.
0: I, I actually have an um, ex-husband or ex-father-in-law who committed suicide up in Cairns and he put the gun under his chin and he was... Careful enough to put rugs and cushions and all sorts of stuff around himself, and then he was just pacing in his through his window. Somebody saw that he had a gun in his hand, so they called the cops. And as soon as he heard the sirens, he put the gun under his chin and he killed himself. Mm. Um, but all the kids had to come up from Melbourne to go clean everything up. Like the, the they took the the body, um, but there was little remnants of skin and. And stuff Just all over the couch. Yeah. The, they put everything into the tip and then the locals thought, oh, awesome, new couch. And they took the, the stuff out of the skip. Mm. You know, the locals not realising that there was blood and bits and pieces all over the couch.
1: But, yeah. It's um, yeah. suicide, like, we get them quite often. Oh, you um, would. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've had anything that graphic as yet. Yeah, um, people just generally tend to go for the um, just hanging themselves is quite
0: yeah.
1: the easiest. Um, the, ha-
0: the hanging in the garage or shed.
1: the shed, yeah, or yeah. the balustrade off the stairs or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really sad, and that's where you just got to be really tactful and um, just try to. I've gone through that process myself actually. Well before I got into this business, my sister did the same thing. Yeah, um, and so I've been through it, so I'm quite familiar with how they're feeling and. Just, how they're going to feel for the next, the rest of their life, basically yeah. um, through that loss. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, am i am especially um, tactful um, when it comes to that type of thing, obviously being right through that yeah. and I've seen what my parents have been like. It's been like t- over 20 years now and they've never recovered, never will.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah.
1: So you just try to be, um, yeah, just try to be really mindful and tactful and um, just be compassionate and just try yeah. to help the best as best you can, just make the best mm. out of a bad situation
0: yeah.
1: um, and just encourage them. You've got to move on. You know what I mean? There's something that's gone, but yeah. you've still got to move on with your life as well. So, yeah, you do. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, how long can it take to clean up a property?
1: Well, that could vary. Um, I think on an average hoarder, two or three days. Yeah. Um, uh, I think and that's longer- just
0: clearing the property, not cleaning it.
1: Yeah, that's just clearing usually cleaning yeah. can be depending again how dirty it is some yeah. hoarders homes are quite clean
0: yeah
1: um, they just keep buying stuff and it's you yeah. know and it could all be the whole house could be full of new boxes of you know appliances and bits and pieces they saw in special so it's not actually squalor um, but something like that quite easy. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, whereas then you get those that you know, maybe they've de- developed dementia and, or other illnesses. Mm. Um, and then that can really have an impact on the way people live. Um, like the many homes that we see these days, people will have um, food discarded. So maybe open up a can of baked beans for whatever reason and just chuck the can on the on the floor. And yeah. just, you do that over three or four years and you've got piles yeah. of food and bits and yeah. pieces. That and that, that brings the time. rats and the and the yeah. price, doesn't it? Yeah. And in some cases, you've just got to, you know, um, even with our government work, sometimes what we have to do is we'll go in there and we'll completely empty the property, we'll strip the carpet out, we'll give it a thorough clean, get arranged to get new carpet um, put in, um, and maybe even give it a bed bug treatment as well, which is what we do as well um, yeah. when needed, um, because those some of those homes are rife with bed bugs and they're oh. difficult to get rid of. Um, but we have our little system in place that seems to be quite successful. Yeah, um, yeah. So, look to answer your question, it could be anywhere up to two to three weeks for mm-hmm. a, for for a large one. And as I mentioned previously, sometimes we might split the job up. Yeah, you know, into two or three blocks. Um, but I think yeah, the worst ones that we have done, um, I would say, around two 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 solid weeks. Yeah. Um you know, maybe on average four guys, three or four guys. Yeah. Going through. It depends a lot The house It takes a lot of you lose a lot of time up and down the stairs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, on average. Clear
0: out, do you clear yeah. out the roof spaces as well?
1: No, generally not. Generally yeah. not. I don't have to go up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Generally don't have to go up into the home.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. So, and what's the cost ranges? So, you know, one or two days versus two weeks.
1: Yeah, look, the least I've probably we've probably charged is probably a couple of grand. Yeah. Um, again, it just depends on how much rubbish gets yes. disposed of, um, and then there's also the the offsetting factor is what can we sell to offset yeah. the cost. So, you know, if they've bought stuff that's still in new in boxes, um, we can sell things like that through our online forum or um, mm-hmm. through markets. Um, that will offset the cost. So it just depends on how much. Yeah. The worst I think I think the most we've ever charged for a house is about twenty-two thousand. Wow. Uh, but that's virtually like probably seven or eight thousand of that is just tip fees.
0: Yeah. Um, we'll come yeah. Yeah. And
1: tip great. fees at the moment, they just put them up like, I don't know, twenty or thirty percent. Yeah. Which is yeah, we have to pass that on, obviously. Yeah. Um so yeah, getting rid of rubbish is you know. Really expensive. That's why you see piles of rubbish on the side of freeways and yeah. bypasses and things like that because people don't want to spend, you know, fifty, sixty dollars to get rid of a mattress, so they just right. throw it out on the side of the road. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, but I just did that and I, so I'd say on average, you know, you're probably looking at three to five thousand yeah. for an average hoarder home, um,
0: yeah. which isn't too bad considering.
1: Yeah, yeah. And look, we we probably price a little bit on the lower sort of side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, again, because our business models is a little bit different, we try to use the value of what's in the home yes. um, to offset the cost. So, you know, a house may cost seven, but we think, okay, there's maybe a couple of grand of stuff in here that we can sell. That would bring the price down to five. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably why we're really busy. The other thing is too, it's just showing respect um, for people's belongings instead of just, mm. you know, sending it all to the tip Um, A lot of things can be reused and rehomed. And even with our government work, sometimes we'll provide furniture. If the timing's right, um, with other jobs, um, we'll get furniture from other homes. that is still nothing wrong with at all. um, And just find new homes for that when we do a a government job. So, yeah, yeah, that works out really well.
0: Yep. It's all about making the world go round, isn't it? It's, you know, giving and receiving where you can and
1: yeah yeah, yeah. doesn't the timing not always the timing doesn't always allow us to do that um but when we're, we're we're allowed we um we do try to do that definitely um yeah
0: sounds good well i think you've given our listeners a lot of understanding of the nature of hoarding and also the difficulties of packing up and cleaning a deceased estate now if our listeners need help with rubbish removal and cleaning where can they contact you
1: um, just go to our website uh, the junkman.com.au yeah.
0: um,
1: and all the details are on there. You can either um, you can book a bin on there, you can uh, obviously call us um, or email us as well. so and we usually get back to people pretty quickly yeah. um, And then we just take it from there. we come out, we view the home. Um, that doesn't cost anything for us to quote and assess the home um, and we just provide people with a couple of options. Um, and some, in some cases too, you'll get that complimentary free skip bin that we'll provide yep. um, for you to go through a little bit of sorting yourself before we come in and do the main stuff. So.
0: Sounds good. Thanks again, Pressus. Now, we will have your details in our show notes and on also throughout social media. So it's been a pleasure having you on.
1: No worries at all. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Now, next week we have the lovely Kiani Mills from KLM convincing on to talk to us about the electronic Combining process we have come a long way since photocopying hundreds of pages of a contract to digitally creating a paper-free environment it's a great episode for those who find the whole electronic process daunting and confusing so don't miss it real estate right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me sue Langada. i would like to thank podbean for hosting our podcast premium beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.